Oh, hello there. Or hello again. <laughs> we didn't see you. <laughs> just acting like somebody's just snuck up. Oh, there's a listener here? Well, how do you do? <laughs> and there goes our final three listeners right out the fucking door. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, a podcast where we have cocktails and talk about weird shit, our one and done episode. Our super relaxed, loosey-goosey, because usually we're so serious and professional on our main episodes. (laughs) (laughs) This is our short, sweet, and fun episode. Typically, we've had a couple of dark uh, one and dones, but that's not the norm. Yeah, the dollar beer night or the house margarita of podcast episodes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, happy new year. We're in the new year. I'm happy we're starting the new year off right. Me too. I, uh, we are actually doing dry January, both of us, which is, you'd say, what the fuck? You're a cocktail podcast, but have no fear. We are doing mocktails for the month of January and this this episode we're drinking the g-spot oh yes nice yes and it's just muddled jalapenos fresh grapefruit juice guava nectar a touch of grenadine topped with sparkling mineral water it's toe curling good (laughs) okay and you just have to add tequila or vodka to make it a cocktail yeah, we're doing mocktails this month, but we're always going to let you know which alcohol would pair great with our mocktail. Yes. And that sounds really good, especially with tequila. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, and we really wanted to start 2020 off with some good vibes. If mm-hmm. you catch my drift. Let's talk about sex, baby. Are we going to get sued? <laughs> No, I did it more like uh, jazz hands, baby. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and did you catch my vibrator joke? Good vibes. Oh, did I miss it? Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Uh, well, it I'm was sorry. Not good. I missed it. Oh, oh, okay, whatever. Um, it's fine. Adam and Eve, you could feel free to sponsor us. It's fine. <laughs> sponsor us, Adam and Eve. We talk about sex so much. Come on. <laughs> okay, so I'm. First, going to talk about maybe the sexiest thing of all, and mm-hmm. that is consent. Sex without consent is rape, and just let's good rule of thumb don't be a rapist. That's a great rule. Good job, Cassie. Yeah, it's pretty easy to follow. Um, so, we, I scoured the internet for online magazines. <laughs> who surveyed their readers about sex, and I found some really good sex questions and answers to those questions. So yeah, I, I just want to see actually both of our our search history since we started the show. It's a lot of Bigfoot, it's a lot of sex, and it's a lot of true crime. I feel like we're on a watch list at this point. Well, my FBI agent is really digging my history. <laughs> They're really digging it. They have an exciting job. My FBI agent who's watching me. Uh, or is it CIA? It's probably FBI. Um, I don't know. Let me know. Send send us an email. 
Uh, okay. So some of these survey answers were broken down by gender, sexual orientation, age, relationship status, and even political party. For example, let's say fictitionally 66% of democratic non-binary people in a monogamous relationship watch porn. That's totally a fake made up statistic, but that's how they kind of broke it down. Uh, I'm not going to get that deep into statistics, but Mm -hmm. if you're interested, we always list our sources in our episode description so you could go check out these surveys and the answers and, you know, get deeper into it. Pardon the pun. No, actually, don't pardon the pun. Let's get deeper. Love that pun. So uh, let's get started uh, as long as you're okay with that. I'm ready. I'm here for it. And and that is how consent works. It's it's just that easy. That was good. You're setting them up. I'm knocking them down. Up. Yeah, up and up and down. Why not? Let's get crazy. <laughs> okay. So, according to Rooster Magazine, a 2018 survey. I love the the name Rooster Magazine. I think it's supposed to be like a men's magazine, like cock. Like cock. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love uh, a good rooster. (laughs) (laughs) They, Rooster Magazine asked their readers, how many partners have you had in your lifetime? 13% said one to three. 26% said four to 10. 20% said 10 to 20. 23% said 20 to 40 and 15 percent said 41 plus that's a lot of sex yeah i'm surprised that the statistics were um they're like kind of flip-flop from where i thought that they would be another question was how often do you have sex 46 percent said weekly 19 percent said monthly 14 percent said daily which is jeez i know that's a lot uh, That's 11, impressive. They must not have kids. I don't think they do. Or jobs. <laughs> Their job is just to have sex with each other. Be- and that's besides sex work because that is valid work also. But maybe it is sex workers having sex daily. Oh, maybe. But I feel like that would – I feel like that's not what they're talking about. No, probably not. Uh, if only, you know, if I had a do-over, I would have had sex daily every day. Since I started having sex. <laughs> Before you had kids? Yes. So much unsex time wasted. Um, 11% said they have sex few times a year. And 4% said multiple times a day. 4% of people that read Rooster Magazine that answered this survey have mm-hmm. sex more than one time a day. I think those people are either... A sex addict or lying because how would you have the time that would be so hard to do it multiple times a day every day well if it's only five seconds <laughs> <laughs> just the quickest of quickies <laughs> yeah it's just in and out and we're done see you in an hour yeah yes so a 2020 survey done by men's health asked how often do you orgasm during sex And men, 57% said every time, with women, 27%. I can't believe men isn't higher. I I know. I I thought that was interesting. Um, 7% of men said never. What? Yeah. yeah, And 10% of women said never. 
the women's numbers don't surprise me, but the men's do. That's why you need to have, I mean, I know it's hard when you're young and when you're dating, it's sex is kind of a whole different ball game because sometimes you have sex and there's not communication there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. but when you are older or even just in a committed relationship, um, communication is very important. It, communication is important. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like people, uh, put too much emphasis on having an orgasm because sex could be about other things. It could be about connecting emotionally with your partner it could be you know maybe you're just totally totally into uh what's that you know like the build-up or you're building yeah you know like it could be sex could be about other things than just having an orgasm and I feel like sometimes especially with men but also with women if you could put too much emphasis on having an orgasm you can kind of get in your head about it yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think if you're listening to your partner and you're communicating and you are um, creating like a comfortable, respectful space, there would be a lot more orgasms happening. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying that, you know, that's not the main goal. The main goal is a lot of times connection. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is the main goal. Sometimes yeah. it's not. Yeah. But I feel like if you're, if you're, if it's never happening, it's either I mean I know that there's a lot of things there that also can happen I know if you're on certain medications and Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not really speaking to that but if it's never happening and you have no other physical or physiological things going on then I would communicate Mm -hmm. would be my um unsolicited advice (laughs) yes I just forgot the word advice it's fine (laughs) honestly drinking makes my brain work better it's the lube (laughs) of this podcast is alcohol and we're just doing a dry run right now Mm -hmm. and it's tough yeah it's tricky I just love all those sex puns you've used and I am that's that's my lube is puns I just run on puns (laughs) (laughs) your husband just screams puns at you before you guys get going and then you're like I'm ready aphrodisiac right here pun me pun me hard uh, Rooster asked their readers, have you ever faked an orgasm? And 68.5% of women said, yes, they have found themselves faking an orgasm. I mean, who hasn't faked an orgasm? Let's be honest. I haven't in a long time, but. I haven't in years. Uh, but yeah, I used to fake orgasms all the time. <laughs> I should get an Emmy. Confession corner. You know what? I should get an EGOT for that. An Emmy, an Oscar, and a fucking Tony. What about a Razzie? Can we throw a Razzie in there too? Emmy, (laughs) Oscar, Grammy, and Tony. Yeah, because there's a little bit of singing involved, right? Okay, and Men's Health asked, what makes you insecure? 24% said the ability to perform. 54% said my body, 10% said my ability to orgasm, and 12% said my sexual desires. You know, it makes me sad that 54% of people that took this survey are insecure about their body. Um, Yeah. That just, because I've been there before, 
And, you know, we all have our good days and our bad days, like learning to love ourselves and our bodies. And it just sucks that we're even like feel like that, you know. And typically if you're in that place where you're about to be physical with somebody, Mm -hmm. they're not sitting there and being like (laughs) with their checklist. Yeah. Well, cellulite there. Yeah. Well, no six pack. Yeah. Chicken legs. Yeah. Unless you guys are eating chicken legs and they might be mentioning that. They, Yeah. Which that actually sounds kind of nice. Chicken legs and sex. I mean, okay. This from the woman who had <laughs> um, bed muffins. What was it? Muffins in your bed? Yes. <laughs> so I don't, I mean, clearly a little sexy snacky time. Is yeah. Kind Ooh, of your sexy snacky time. That's on my things to do in 2021. Sexy snacky time. Fuck the chocolate syrup. Cover me in chicken legs and muffins. I want Frank's buffalo wing sauce. Ooh, be careful. Well, avoid the erogenous zones, please. Didn't we talk about somebody who burnt their erogenous zones with hot with sauce? Hot sauce? Mm-hmm, we did. And that was in our sex sent me to the <laughs> ER episode. Oh, yeah. it just seems so obvious that that would be a bad idea. Well, he, I think he was making salsa and then decided for a little impromptu sex sesh in the middle of the kitchen. And then, yeah, it was all yeah. bad from there. You got to be careful when you're handling peppers and peckers. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. No, I love it. Uh, I Another question is was how often do you masturbate? said a few times a week, 27% said a few times a month, 8% said only on the holidays, which is interesting. (laughs) Merry Christmas to me. Yeah, their gift to themselves. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I'll be right out. You would think that would be the time that you don't have time to do it. Exactly. It must be the dads. The dads are masturbating on the holidays. It is. It's not the fucking moms. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Christmas morning has to wait. (laughs) God. Uh, And 18% said daily, which is not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. And I feel like when you're young, that's an easy thing to pull off. Yeah. Um, Men's Health found that 20 to 30-year-olds had the highest percentage of two to three times a week, having sex two to three times a week. And over 50-year-olds had the highest percentage of less than once a month. So you they they have more time. They're typically retired. They're retired. What the heck are you doing with your time? Like what? Building model cars or what are you doing? I thought that your sex drive for women goes up. When does it go up? Late forties? Early forties? I think mid thirties. Oh, mid thirties to. So I'm right there. Yes. Any day now. <laughs> um. Another question from Rooster Magazine asks, ladies, do you want kids? 47% said yes, and 27% said no, 26% said maybe. When they asked the men, 56% said yes, 20% said no, and 24% said maybe. And then they asked these people why, if yes, why do you want kids? And these are some of the answers that they got. I picked out some of the best ones. Okay. Uh, quote, got to put non-garbage humans on the planet. That's always a good <laughs> good reason. Uh, That's speaking pretty highly of yourself. Yes. Like, what if you create more garbage people? Yeah, chances are you probably will. <laughs> Just because you're afraid of it. Um, quote, carry on my genetic excellence. 
Uh, you should wow. probably not have children, <laughs> in my opinion. And quote, because this stallion needs to reproduce. These are all the people <laughs> oh who should God. not be having children. Um, and then uh, if no, why? Quote, kids are expensive and gross and I'd rather go on vacations. I mean, that's not a lie. <laughs> I can't find a lie in there. Uh, quote, they ruin lives and are annoying and gross. Oh, and they are expensive as fuck and I don't like sharing, especially my food. I feel like that was a very young person. Well, they know what they want and clearly they're smart <laughs> because all of those things happen. They are annoying, they're gross, they're expensive, and they eat your food. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, another question uh, was asked, how long do you wait to sleep with someone you're dating? And the most popular answer was one to two weeks, which was 42%. 23% said, why wait at all? Um, and 21% said less than a week is enough time to tango. I can relate to all three of those. <laughs> yeah, all across the board. <laughs> um, casual hookups are pretty much non-existent right now, but we can live vicariously through these 2018 Rooster Magazine readers when they answered questions about casual sex. What sorts of casual sex are you currently involved in? 41% said fuck buddies. 39% said none. Ooh, sad face. Um, 14% said one-nighters. And 6% said other, which I don't know what other means. Uh, I would be nervous to find out what other is. Um, hottest trait a potential lay can have. Uh, Rooster Magazine's question, not mine. Yeah, 34% said being attractive. 30% said confidence, 16% said funny, and 12% said smart. 56.2% uh, of people, quote, don't know, don't care about how many past sexual partners people have had. And I actually love that it's over half because your count doesn't matter and it's nobody's fucking business, really. I agree. I'm actually surprised. I would think that more people would want to know, but... I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think that it doesn't matter. And when you're, I'm, I mean, we're not that we're in our thirties, so mm -hmm. I don't want to act like I'm this like, you know, wise sex goddess. Person. Yes. <laughs> but it's almost like when you're in your early twenties, it almost feels like you're another person and that's mm -hmm. your time to experience things, to meet people, to get out there and find out who you are, what you like. And it's hard to do that in a bubble. Mm -hmm. And kudos to you if you can do that in a bubble. But for a lot of people, they have to get out there, live a little, maybe make some or a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. But uh, so if you judge somebody based on that number specifically, it's just you're an I asshole. I just think that that's yeah, I just think that's not right. And you're so right. When you're in your 20s, you are such a different person. Like, I feel like going through life expecting yourself not to evolve or change or learn from mistakes or decisions you've made is just so unrealistic. And I even think from every decade, you are a different person in your 20s. I'm a very different person than I was in my 20s. And I'm sure in my 40s, I'll be different from who I am in my 30s. Mm -hmm. And it's just mm -hmm. like so uh, wild to me that people are still judgmental about things like your your body count. It's just like crazy to me. 
And by body count, we mean sexual partners, not a body count. Actual dead people. people. <laughs> yes, of how many people you've murdered. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like who I am more now mm-hmm. in my 30s than when I was in my 20s. And I'm hoping when I'm in my 40s, I can say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually talking to another podcaster and made a joke about Sometimes I wish I would have gotten into podcasting sooner, but mm-hmm. I definitely don't need anything that I said in my 20s to be like out in the universe. Oh my so goodness. Can you imagine? I waited. I mean, it's just like uh, marriage, you know? I got married in my 30s, in my early 30s, and I can't even imagine 20, 20 year old me or, or who I was in my 20s getting married. It, it's just. It's wild and crazy. And that is my unsolicited advice. And if you do get married when you're really young, I just think that it can totally work. Mm-hmm. You just have to make sure you guys are growing together mm-hmm. and not apart mm-hmm. because you are both going to change mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. And if, you, if you're getting married and expecting the person not to change, it's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot because people change. Uh, I, anyways, we're on a tangent, but... We got off on a tangent. Totally. It was a little deeper than this episode was supposed to I get. Know. Anyway, okay. So get back, get back to the penises, get uh, back to the vaginas. R- <laughs> Rooster asked their readers, what counts as cheating? And the top three answers were intercourse with someone who's definitely not you, making out with someone who's definitely not you, and quote, but I was drunk and it di- didn't mean anything is also cheating. So in my opinion, monogamy is kind of, I'm sure this might be controversial or unpopular opinion, but monogamy is is kind of like a spectrum for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll explain that. Some people don't consider casual flirting cheating, and some do, and there's no judgment. They're just – when you're in a monogamous, quote, monogamous relationship, it's really important you define what your boundaries are. Yeah, you guys both need to be on the same page Mm -hmm. as what you consider monogamous Mm because somebody might be be having – what we would consider like an emotional affair Mm -hmm. and they might not think it matters Mm -hmm. but their partner might care some people might care like if their partner watches porn Mm -hmm. even yeah like it really just depends on the on the person and that's another that's another part where communication is is really key yeah yeah for a good example of that is some partners might consider you know traditional pornography not cheating but a live webcam cheating Mm-hmm. So there, it's just such a, there's such a spectrum. So it's like, it's really important for you to define what your boundaries are. There's new things like, like what you just said with the live webcam, there's mm-hmm. new sexual situations that never even existed before. Mm-hmm. So even if you think that you are on the same page as your mm-hmm. partner, you might still want to have that check-in because some of the shit is new. Oh yeah. And it's at our fingertips. It's like literally yeah. at our fingertips. Like we could have access to a live webcam in fucking Russia where, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's you. It's really important. Communication is so sexy. Um, so now we're kind of getting into the dirty bits. Men's Health asked who has actually had a threesome. And people in their 20s, 16% said they've had a threesome. 29% of people in their 30s said they had a threesome. 27% of people in their 40s said they had a threesome. And 22% of 
of 50 and over said they had a threesome. Look at those boomers getting freaky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and they said 50% of people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or pansexual have had a threesome compared to only 18% of straight identifying people. Rooster Magazine found that 71% of people want more kink and fantasy in their lives. That's a lot. Get out there. You be kinky. You experiment with consent, of course. I like the word fantasy because it doesn't make me think of naughty nurse. It makes me think of like, you're dressed as a dragon. I'm a princess. I have elf ears on and somebody (laughs) has a wizard cape and wand. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think of for fantasy. We're playing Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yeah, call me Frodo and spank me. Uh, 46% of people in relationships sometimes fantasize about other people when they're with their partners. Uh, 71% of people have included something they saw in a porn into their own sex life, which is could be anal sex, toys, certain positions. Um, bed those, muffins. Y- yes. Yes, that's where I learned the the bed muffins thing was in a pornography. And I think it's always important to mention uh, when when we talk about porn and pornography is a lot of those pornographic videos don't feature consent as much as they should. And they mm-hmm. also need to incorporate more, in my opinion, more contraception, more contraception and also uh, real bodies. You know, yeah, like real everyday bodies and also consent because consent happens in real life. And I think people need to realize, especially young people watching porn for the first time, need to realize that porn is a movie and it's not a lot of the times how real sex goes. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, people fart during real sex. They (laughs) get awkward. They ask for consent. They, um, you know, are larger than a size two they yeah you know queef and they fall off the bed and a candle knocks over and lights their curtains on fire like you, well that might be just from you know a little <laughs> dramatic but i think young people starting to watch porn for the real time i think i wish parents would have more o- open conversations about hey this is not really how sex goes in in the real world between real people not actors totally we shared something last year that uh what country was it um new zealand New zealand Zealand. uh they had two popular porn stars talk about Mm -hmm. things like consent in a commercial Mm -hmm. and i thought it was awesome and i love how open they are about communication the whole focus of it was what you just said talking to your teens about the realities and how porn is fake Mm -hmm. i thought it was really cool maybe someday we will get there in the united states but probably not yeah okay so top five most wanted kinks people want more of number one was toys number two is talking dirty number three is role play Number four is anal play or anal sex. And number five is public sex or sex parties. Sex parties. Yeah, that's wow. not a good idea right now in during the, this Panduski. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's kind of cool. I feel like those are really 
uh, you know, those are like dipping your toe into the kink pool. Those are mm-hmm. super easy, simple things that people could try if they're looking to spice things up a little bit. Well, I mean, minus the party. That's not really super simple. Oh, yeah. How would you even go about doing that? A Craigslist ad? Uh, just knocking on neighbor's Facebook door? event. A Facebook event? Yeah. Sorry, Nan. I didn't mean to add you to my sex party. Can you just delete this invite? That's where I. That's where I found all my sex parties. No, just kidding. Just a quick, just a quick Google search. Yes, sex, sex party near me. Good. It's on Yelp. It's on the Google map. Yes, restaurants near me, sex parties near me. Um, what's the most common arousing fantasies you have? And, and these are actual answers. Quote, in a high-rise hotel with floor-to-ceiling windows, having sex against the window at night. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a great one. I feel like that's a very, like, lifetime movie scenario. And then they're like, oops, everybody can see us. Lifetime movie after dark. Quote, participating in an all-girl group sex while my partner watches. Uh, quote, group sex with all of my exes in a public place. They are all there to satisfy me. That doesn't sound bad. (laughs) Uh, quote, attending an all girl curious party, eating pizza. There's a lot of all girl fantasies going on here. I like how they just threw in eating pizza. So it's just like a typical pizza party, but then you're like, let's just try this out. Yeah. Let's all just do each other. Uh, Let's just do. I like the pi- I like the pizza. I like the pizza too. Um, what's the best sex you've ever had? These are also re- actual answers. Uh, quote: I missed you, and I shouldn't do this sex. And I am here to say I shouldn't do this sex is pretty hot. Yeah, it's uh, tab. What is it? The taboo. Yeah, there's like there's a couple times where it's like I I I personally have been involved in I shouldn't do this sex and it's the idea of of doing something like oh I shouldn't do this but I'm gonna (laughs) um a quote on mushroom it's like you're getting dicked in the soul but like in a really beautiful way on mushrooms yeah hmm can somebody dick me in the soul I've never I don't think I've ever been dicked in the soul before I want it (laughs) I'm going to make you that t-shirt. You could wear it to the next PTA meeting. Yes. Uh, I, no, we should make a t-shirt. It says, I've been dicked in the soul and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> oh my God. That is, okay, Spencer's, don't fucking rip us off. Yeah. Okay, hot topic. If you are listening, this is ours. We own it. It's the dicked in the soul for me. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then on the opposite side of that, uh, what's the worst sex you've ever had? Quote, college dorm, girl kept slapping me. Okay, again, <laughs> again, consent is key. So stupid. Uh, quote, every drunk man sucks at sex, period. Wait, say that again? Every drunk man sucks at sex, period. Oh, oh. I, it depends on how how drunk. Yeah. That too is a spectrum. Yeah. I mean, if they're totally it hammered, it's not going to be the best. No. Unless you are too, then it's fine. Then it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, top five in intoxicants used during sex. Number one, alcohol, 79% said. 74% said weed. 
37 percent mm-hmm. said crack cocaine jesus uh, that escalated quickly it, it really did um 31 percent said molly <laughs> and 29 percent said mushroom slash acid uh, yeah, I thought it was going to, like, go to hallucinogens or go to, like, ecstasy, not immediately fucking crack cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's a hard oh no for God. me. Uh, fucking A. <laughs> that would be a hard no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what makes good sex good? Quote, being in love with your partner. Huh. Um, quote, connection and being with someone who enjoys giving pleasure as much as receiving it. Also, fucking ask your partner what they like. So this person knows what's up. Uh, quote, communication, imagination, flagellation, which is flogging. That's a oh, okay. verb for yeah. flogging. According to a survey done by 1870 Magazine in 2002, what is the best aphrodisiac? And these are just wait. Some- it's called 1870 magazine. Yeah, 1870 magazine. <laughs> I don't. They just like that. It's like the year. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All the models in it are dressed in <laughs> clothing from the 1870s. They have those like shoes with the buckles on them. <laughs> if every answer to this sex survey is just show a little ankle, I'm gonna be very upset. It is uh, when he takes his wooden teeth out. <laughs> That's the answer. Uh, when we can share tights. <laughs> <laughs> the poofier the sleeve, the bigger the D. Uh, okay, so the best aphrodisiac is, no, this is a list of what people actually said. Like it wasn't like a poll. It was mm-hmm. what's your best aphrodisiac and then people said it. And I picked a be- mm-hmm. the best, the, the ones I thought were the best. So I'm going to go down okay. it really quick. There's a lot. Mangoes, alcohol, hot partner, talking strawberries sexy lingerie getting spanked the mind pudding pudding okay interesting ecstasy respect chocolate cheesecake a man who will clean the house uh amen to that being in love (laughs) uh sweat ginseng dirty talk smelly ass dingleberries what the fuck yeah eat whatever to each his own uh, candles, jazz music, okay, uh, bubble baths, leather, flogging, touch, taste, kissing, coffee grinds. Mm, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Music, lighting, shopping, imagination, ice cream, Egyptian goddess musk oil. Um, specific? Yeah, I'm going to go on Amazon and see if I could get some of that. Was that Indiana Jones? Was that a, his- a historian? Yes. Oysters. My partner's tool belt. Uh, big raw scallops. Oh, okay. Specific. Wait, raw? Yeah. I wouldn't eat a raw scallop. I mean, I've had a raw scallop before, but I wouldn't eat one right before I'm going to have sex. You might get food poisoning. Uh, art museums. Chinese food. Fresh air. Uh, liquor-filled candies. Uh, d- days in. The days in. I think that's sponsored. I think that's an that's employee that works there. That's just the days in manager. <laughs> you know what really turns me on, 1870 magazine? A days in. It's just him dressed as fucking George Washington standing outside of the days in. A mini suite at the days in with a freeway view. That's what we like. Uh, moist tongue licking an ear. 
Uh, the smell of sex, maple syrup, the full moon. That's a werewolf. Maple syrup? Sure. Was that elf? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, hot smelling pussy. Uh, my partner's pasta sauce. Woods in the summertime. Uh, the scent of a woman's saliva. Donkeys. Snow. <laughs> Wait. You can't just say donkeys and then just keep going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess donkey. donkeys. I don't donkeys. I don't know. I, I think, think that that person is not even into other persons. No, I don't think so. Um, snow sushi, the big Lebowski. Okay. Same. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I get it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, watching others have sex and popsicles. So, okay. That's a whole popsicles, list of new things to try, you know? And I'm sorry I kind of cut you off on the full moon, and you're right, that person was a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. So now here's a little list of what what people call their sex organs or their penis and vagina. Okay. So answers from men about their penises. Some called it a gun, a rod, a spike, a club, a hammer. If you call your dick anything like that, please stay the fuck away from me. Just go away. I Unfortunately, I'm attracted to men, but I hate them. So get away from me. Don't come at me with your self-proclaimed hammer. I will kick you straight in the nuts. The Patriot Missile. Friend and foe. Mr. Peepers. Ew, that sounds like your penis is a pervert. Yeah. Marmaduke. 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 (laughs) Cherry Garcia. Buford. Main Vane. Roger. And Quigley Down Under. I actually love the Quickly Down Under one because that's a Tom Selleck movie and I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, women tended to be more descriptive and a slightly more poetic. So we have Hot Box, Wet Cove, Playground, Fuzz Cutlet, my personal favorite. Fuzz Cutlet. <laughs> Cookie, The Ocean, Delilah, My Little Honey Pot, Thang, Twat, Beverly, Clitomatic, a gold mine, thingamajig, rosemary, that's straight up simple and just straightforward, rosemary, sugar mm-hmm. bear, chow box is a good one, pocketbook, cooter, wooch, my funky mama, a woo woo, kitty puss, Mrs. Peep, playground, my pink fluffy bunny, and queen cunt. Wow. Yeah. That was all over the place. Some were were almost too childish, and some were uh, definitely on the other end of the spectrum. (laughs) Fuzzy Cutlet? Yeah. No, Fuzz Cutlet. Fuzz Cutlet. Fuzz Cutlet sounds like a Denny's special after midnight, (laughs) for one. That could be two different things. That could be, that could, that, that could be a special they serve in the bathroom or at a table. It sounds like a piece of meat they dropped on the ground in the kitchen, and then they're like, fuck that bitch. I never liked her anyways, and then just served it to her. I am going to try to say some of these to my husband with, I'm going to try to be as serious as possible and see what He's he going to laugh at you. He will laugh at me. Um, 1870 asked people what the nicest thing anyone has ever said to you while having sex, and these are some of the answers they got. Quote, if you let me do this again, I'll take you to Spain. Okay? Yeah. Uh, no one's ever said oh, that to me, shit. and I'm actually kind of pissed about it. Yeah, I've never gotten a 
trip to Spain invite. I guess I'm not doing something. I guess I'm doing something wrong with my fuzz cut. Lit. <laughs> Wait, what's it called again? <laughs> fuzz cutlet? Yes. Guess I'm doing something wrong with the old fuzz cutlet. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't take one more orgasm. Ooh. You do that very nicely. You're a goddess. Uh, go ahead and do me in the ass. I don't let my husband do it there, but you're better than he is. Uh, rude. Yeah. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Well, I don't know. They could have an open marriage. Who knows? Uh, have, having sex with you is a cosmic experience. I'm actually mad at my husband that he's never said this to me before. Yeah, I also can just picture the woman with long hair covered in crystals and surrounded by moonstones saying that. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just the right size. It happens to everybody. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, the precursor to that was, am I? Okay, never mind. Is okay, it too small? No, it's just the right size. Yeah, like, it's like you just brought up your most awkward conversation you've ever had to be in fucking 1870 magazine, which I know is cool to Well, be you in know, this the magazine. interviewer is like, oh, oh. Okay, well, yeah, I guess that's nice. Yeah, like you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to bring up the most awkward sexual experience of your life. <laughs> you could have just been like, pass. Uh, yeah, or you could just make something up. Uh, oh shit, I fucking love you. You're a naughty girl. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I want to wake up with you every morning. Aw, that's romantic. That is romantic. And last but not least, God, you make me squirt. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Another question was, what was your most memorable sexual experience? Three-way with a leather man in Grand Forks, North Dakota. I thought we weren't sharing personal (laughs) stories, Cassie. (laughs) Was he, did he work with leather or was he made of leather? I think it was the Leathermen, which is, you know, the guys that like to wear all leather. It's like a leather daddy. Oh, 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 a leather daddy. Okay. I'm... That's what I think they're referring to, right? You note to self, book a plane flight to Grand Forks <laughs> and look for a leather daddy. <laughs> uh, sex with a Yugoslavian guy on a train in Europe. Oh, that's kind of fun. A train. Yeah. People always talk about the Mile High Club. What would you call what would you call it on a train? Uh let's see. The 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 something express. What the the humping express. The the I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> fuzz cutlet express. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> the fuzz cutlet express. <laughs> Fucking my future ex husband in the cemetery. Ooh. That's that's vindictive and weird and I like it. I'm totally like it. The next one is just Italians exclamation mark. <laughs> I love that. When a partner said, quote, fuck me until I die and then keep fucking me. Now that is oh. something I could get into. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, that's a throwback to our Would You Rather episode when uh Tiffany accused me of being a necrophiliac. <laughs> And I said, you are going to prison after this episode comes out. But you're still here. Yeah. Are you trying to get arrested again? My FBI agent knows I'm joking. Oh, okay. 
Because you always do like a winky face just after wink. you look up the porn sites. Yes, I just wink right winky into my face. camera. He knows. Uh, when my wife and I were sex slaves of four guys for one afternoon. Ooh. See, they put out a Facebook invite. Yes. And they got a party going. Yeah, I didn't get that invite. Rude. Uh, a- Your FBI agent probably intercepted it and he was probably there. He was probably there. <laughs> A blowjob behind an unoccupied gate desk at O'Hare Airport. Oh, I like it. See, the public spaces to me is fun. Oh my gosh, me too. I think a lot of people have that public space fantasy. I 100% do. I love it. I think that's so kinky. I think it's sexy and I think it's like the, I, I like it. For me personally. As long as you're doing it somewhere where it's obviously not going to like hurt anybody or scare anybody or scar anybody. Uh, Would I have my husband walk me through Safeway on a leash wearing a baby's diaper, (laughs) drinking a bottle? No, absolutely not. That is totally, I'm not saying that we do that, but I'm not saying it's that you shouldn't be doing that. Whatever. How is that your first example? (laughs) Okay. That is so... That is so far out there. I was thinking more like make sure that you're in a place like where you can lock the door behind you so that an, a, an elderly woman doesn't come in and have a heart attack. Okay. Well, the, okay. So this is – we're kind of going to get into deep – a little bit of deep uh, – c- deeper into consent because here's the thing. in a pu- Having sex in a public space, I think you have to be aware of consent because if you do it in a place where people can see you and they you haven't gotten their consent, that is not getting consent. You know what I mean? So if you go into a bar bathroom and you close the stall and you lock the door, that's having sex in a public place, which for me, super hot. I've done it before and I'll do it again. And it's the same thing. It's still the excitement because somebody could knock on the door and be like, hey, who's in there? Which is still exciting, but you're not going to, you're not going to traumatize somebody who's, because you're just like in the middle of the terminal or something. And I did, I took it to an extreme, but like (laughs) practicing your like leather leash slash babyism fetish in the grocery store is like not getting consent from the other patrons in that grocery store and that is just not okay that is like public sex gone wrong in my opinion and we talk about fetishes on our fetishes episode yeah this sex one is a throwback to a lot of our sex episodes and you know what? if you like this sexy talk sex episode let us know we'll do more uh you can let us know on social media uh, or our email which is happyhourgetsweird at gmail.com. I'm afraid we just opened up our email to getting some, some crazy stories. You know what? We're here for it. Yeah. Send us whatever. Just send us whatever email you, you want. You know what? Send us we're, your crazy sex stories. I, I'm totally uh, nosy like that. And I, I mean, I'll read your crazy sex stories. That's like Cosmo Magazine's bread and butter. Fucking send it our way. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Uh, the next one is fucking while driving in a blizzard, which is dangerous. Don't do that. Uh, standing <laughs> sex in a changing room at the Gap. Okay. Yes, please. Sign me up. Put me on the list. Uh, now, this some of these were kind of weird. Uh, a night with my wife and her sister. Not my thing. Don't want to no. be involved in a threesome with my sibling. No, no I feel like that's uh, crossing a taboo that should be – that's a taboo for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't um, – nope. No, nope. thank you. No, thanks. Uh, having my balls tied up in knots. Ooh, be careful. If it's they're tied up too long, I think that that could cause permanent damage. 
Uh, I will just say that I've had a partner who asked me to put heels on and to step on his balls. <gasps> that seems like that could cause permanent damage too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, skinnier the point is, the more like impact it is. Yeah. To to whatever you're stepping on in this case. So be just be careful. Yeah. Um. A foursome with a chef I was dating, which included a Swedish millionaire and a Hawaiian dancer. Is this person just playing a really sexy game of Clue? I don't know about this. What? Who are these characters? Seriously. Uh, My wife giving me a pair of her friend's wet panties to smell while she pleases me. Why her friend? Why not her own? I don't know. And how did she get her friend's underwear? And that just makes me want to punch the husband. (laughs) He's clearly has a thing for your friend. This is a slippery slope. Yeah. I would just want to know how she got the underwear. And how did she know her friend was wet? (laughs) She just fucking got some underwear from the trash. I don't know where she fucking got these underwear. (laughs) Jokes on him. They're just actually trash underwear. They're just fucking trash underwear. And that's her getting back at him for asking for her fucking friend's underwear. Yes. I hope she found those underwear in a fucking gutter (laughs) and they're wet with rainwater. (laughs) Having sex on the altar of an abandoned church. Ooh, mm-hmm. a, a priest just got in trouble for doing that with the with the um adult film actress, and they recorded it. And I think he's not a priest anymore. I feel like isn't that a rule though? Yeah, you're not supposed to have sex when you're a priest. No. Which uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Good thing I'm not a priest. Yeah, I think that's uh, just a really stupid rule in my opinion yeah, but you we're know human. what i'm not catholic or a priest so i guess it's not up to me uh on the bow of my latin lover's fishing boat okay Ooh, i like that me too i'm like i want to i why don't i why have i never had a latin lover with a fishing boat that's not fair I feel like a lot of these people have super exciting lives i know and it's honestly hurting my feelings a little bit I, how cool some of these people are me too getting spanked on the roof of my apartment that's um, a good one. Open air. Yeah. You're far away, so even if somebody sees you, they're not going to really see anything. Yeah. Maybe you're, I don't know, changing some the pipe that goes out or something. I don't know. Um. Whoa, you're clearly a building maintenance worker. <laughs> you know all the lingo. <laughs> uh, people surveyed have done the following. Uh, 98% had, have had oral sex. 68% have had anal sex, 24% have had anonymous sex, 34% have had group sex, which is a lot. It is. Uh, 18% have participated in BDSM, which is bondage, discipline, and sadomasochism. sadomasochism. Mm-hmm. 4% have participated in bestiality, which is disgusting. Um. Yeah. I don't think we should say bestiality on a podcast because I think we're for sure going to go to prison now for one. Yeah, for that's two, gross. Stop doing did that. Did they turn those people in? I hope so. To the so. authorities? I 1870 so. Magazine? Where were you? You dropped the ball. Uh, 50, 57% have had phone sex. 31% posted for dirty pictures. 15% videotaped themselves and a partner having sex. 75% have had a one-night stand. 52% used dildos. 50% have masturbated while driving. Can we stop doing that, please? Can't we stop <laughs> so doing that? Dangerous. There's like a, 
the scenario I'm thinking is you're driving and masturbating. And then the worst case, oh, an even worse case scenario is you're an Uber driver and the person you're driving is masturbating. So please, let's stop. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. I fucking hope that's not what they meant. I'm assuming it's just somebody by themselves sitting in traffic. Please just stop masturbating while you're operating motor vehicles. Let's just not. Yeah. If you're on cough syrup or masturbating, don't operate heavy machinery. Yes. Uh, And 25% have had sex with a boss, with their boss. And 28% have, quote, pity fucked someone that they felt sorry for. That seems rude. Uh, Yeah. Um, So another question from the same survey asked, what do you plan to keep your sex life interesting after marriage with? So, so here's some of the answers. Role playing and, and meeting my wife in bars. So I actually think this is really cool. I like this idea. I've seen this somewhere. Wait, what movie is this on? Oh, I know what it's on. It's on When a Man Loves a Woman. I really like it. They do that. They pretend like they just met and then they start making out and the bartender's like, holy shit, this guy has game. Yes. I <laughs> love that idea. I'm totally into that. Um, someone said jello frosting and pudding. Okay. Uh, all right, fine. Whatever. Uh, another person said going to the zoo, which is gross. Stop it. Unless your wife Wait, or I... your husband or your partner works at the zoo. <laughs> another person said having my wife dress in a Wonder Woman costume. Another person said coaxing my wife to use a strap-on. Another person said just banging jugs. <laughs> uh it's a simpler things, really. Yeah, it's just, just, just simple. Just a simple, simple person who likes banging jugs. Another person said thinking about other people and saying it out loud. Uh, in uh, quote, in parentheses, this turns on my wife. So she is a part of that and likes it. Uh, another person said more anal and oral sex, especially with clear plastic olive oil, and hot candle wax. Clear plastic? Yeah, I don't really... Like over? I don't really know what the clear plastic is for, but whatever, just don't suffocate yourself. Uh, Don't melt the plastic with the wax into your crevices. Yes, that's ouchie wawa. Uh, Someone else said taking on multiple or different personalities. Another person said never wearing granny panties. Well, I failed at that. Because granny panties are my jam, and I don't care who knows it. Granny panties are my life. And on Sex in the City, Carrie always wore big panties, and she was so hot. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't have the energy for a thong. Sometimes you're just not in the mood for a front wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> Camel toes aren't super comfy, not going to lie. <laughs> uh, and the last, but certainly again not least, titillating my partner's sizzling tea bags so uh titillating your partner's sizzling balls testicle uh, tea <laughs> every time somebody says the word bath i think of testicle tea <laughs> every fucking time uh, ew, it is testicle tea uh men's health asked how satisfied are you with the sex ed you received and the answers were interesting People aged 30 to 39 were the most satisfied with their sex ed experience. Uh, but but folks over 50 were the least satisfied, which makes sense. Um, and the average score of how well people said their sex ed prepared them for sex in the real world was two 
8.1 out of 5. So that's not very high. So sex ed uh, needs some help. As an adult looking back, I think my sex ed that I got in school needed definitely more information. Um, but luckily, my parents were advocates of sex ed and they were very open about the conversation at home. I was, I feel like I was fortunate to have parents who weren't afraid to talk about sex or answer any questions or bring the, the topic up or have a conversation. Um, and I, they bought us a lot of books to make us aware of our body and anatomy and how things worked and where things went and the changes we'd go through and what sex was and the, the, the dangers and the precautions you needed to take. And I, I think I was really lucky and I, I wish that uh, schools provided a more uh, in-depth sex ed program to kids. I know that it's a tricky situation. Where does the school come in? Mm-hmm. Where do families take over? Mm-hmm. And I understand some families might want to be in control of that part of their child's education. Mm-hmm. But I think we also need to think about children who are growing up in an environment where they don't have a safe adult mm-hmm. to teach them things mm-hmm. or where maybe they don't have any real adult to teach them things mm-hmm. um, and I think we need to think about those kids and serving those kids that are already underserved and if you are a parent and don't feel comfortable with your school taking over the sex ed of your child that I'm sure all you have to do is write a note and talk to your kid yourself mm-hmm. But other than that, I think that schools need to make sure that they are teaching as much as they can to kids about sexual education. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot that even as a parent, they might think that they are helping their kid with, but there's a lot that parents don't know. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot to cover. So you might be thinking that you're doing a great job teaching your kids about sex and you could be missing huge, important chunks of the discussion that needs to be had that educators would be covering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even, and it might be like a socioeconomic thing because my husband grew up in a, um, an affluent school district where I did not grow up in an affluent school district. And we have, we have talked about each other's sex ed, uh, what the school provided and he got a very in-depth sex ed and I did not. Um, so it's just, I think really about uh, all kids in all schools should be giving, uh, given it like an equal opportunity to, to learn the same things. Shouldn't really depend on your socioeconomic status, what you learn and what you don't learn. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that that, I agree with that across all areas of education. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's why I, I personally don't believe that schools should get their funding based on the (laughs) area that they're in. (laughs) So stupid. I, I, think that it's stupid that they get funding based on the um their neighborhood yeah the yeah, neighborhood the taxes of the neighborhood that they're in it's a disservice to, to 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 lower socioeconomic kids it really is yeah create it's a vicious cycle it's a vicious yeah cycle. and it's purposefully putting kids at a disadvantage mm-hmm. i'm not saying that everybody needs to have the same finish line but we should be giving our children the same starting line absolutely period i 100 percent agree and couldn't have said it better myself Well, you probably could have, but anyways, let's get back on track. Okay. And our last one. Now, this is exciting to me because this is a men's health article 
or men's health survey. And this was Mm -hmm. done in 2020. So last year. And Mm -hmm. it's the question was, do you ask for affirmative consent? So 33% said every time. 22% said most of the time. 14% said some of the time. 11% said rarely. 11% said never. And 9% said, not sure, this is the first that I've ever heard of affirmative, affirmative consent. So a lot of the people under 30 were the ones who mm-hmm. answered most likely. Mm-hmm. I asked. I was going to say, I those are probably older people. That yeah, and 50 did. and over were the ones who were least familiar with it. So affirmative consent, if you don't know what that is, because it's a relatively new term, I think. Um mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a new practice, but it's a relatively new term. And it's a it's basically like uh, asking consent as you go and getting get, get, getting a, an affirmative a- answer. Like, is this okay? Is what we're doing okay? Yes. So do you want to fold around? And then you wait for a yes. Or mm-hmm. can I take your shirt off? Wait for a yes. Can I kiss you on your neck? Yes. And so on and so on. Um, and it... Like saying that, it it's really not as awkward as it, it sounds like it would go. Actually, in my opinion, as someone who really, I really like dirty talk. I like that kind of stuff. It, it can enhance your sexual experience if you, you know, do it in a sexy, respectful way. Like, you know, you could say like, I really want to kiss you here. Or I really want to do this to this. Or do you want me to do this to your this? That's a good point to make where it is kind of like part of the action because it can totally be dirty talk. Yeah. And also it opens those lines for communication early on, which a lot of sexual relationships are lacking um, that communication. So if you start doing Mm -hmm. that right away, it's just going to enhance your guys' experience because you have that open dialogue. Yeah. You said it great. My next next note was um, it's a respectful way to learn what your partner likes and doesn't like. Yeah. You know, um, and I think it's so cool. That was on a survey, a sex survey in a men's health magazine, bringing up the, con- the, the conversation of consent, because that's where we start. We open up the conversation and mm-hmm. the, the more we have the conversation, the more consent becomes normalized, which unfortunately mm-hmm. it hasn't been normalized. And then the last of all the questions I saved, I picked this one for last, is 70% of surveyed people believe in soulmates. And I love that. Aww. I know. I I'm, too. I'm such a romantic. And I just, I love that. So that was our surveyed people on sex and what they're into, what they're not into. And I hope you liked it. I liked it. I did too. I learned a lot, actually, which I appreciate. Yeah. It's my favorite subject to talk about. You know this. <laughs> it is her favorite subject. <laughs> Um, but, and I, I'm not an expert. I didn't take these surveys myself. I just got them and, um, I'm definitely learning new things all the time because I feel like the culture is always changing. And, um, I thought, I thought it was a good, anyways, we're bringing sexy back for the new year is what we're saying. Yes, we are. We are bringing sexy back. And on that note, love yourself, lock your doors and let some sage. And maybe some candles. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. 
That's a bingo.